We're continuing with another edition of Hotspot Hamilton. One of the initiatives to educate kids is to promote physical literacy. How can improving physical literacy help our kids? To talk more about all of this, Katrusha Moranchuk is with us, sports specialist, City of Hamilton, and Andrea Topic, professional learning consultant for Affiliated Services for Children and Youth. Both are in studio now. Thank you for taking the time to join us. We appreciate this. No problem. Andrea, I'll start with you, a professional learning consultant for Affiliated Services for Children and Youth. What's the objective here? What do you do? Uh, Well, I support educators and those working in early learning programs throughout the city of Hamilton, and I support them right in their programs with the children, but I also do professional development, kind of cater to what their needs are. And uh, Katrusha, uh, uh, Sports Specialist, City of Hamilton. I'm sure a lot didn't know that this was even a position that existed within the city. Yeah, so I work with sport organizations and help them with things like governance um, and constitutions. Um, Also, if they have any uh, sort of altercations within the organization, we help them with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also work with um, allocating all our fields and diamonds and uh, ice surfaces, floor surfaces to those sport organizations, both for youth and for adults. Physical literacy, I don't hear that term a lot. Define it. What, what's the definition of physical literacy? So there's actually um, a consensus statement mm-hmm. um, on physical literacy uh, from 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, so physical literacy, really clear definition. Uh, the motivation, confidence, physical competence, knowledge, and understanding to value and take responsibility for engagement in physical activities for life. What that really means is um, getting everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, our focus with our, the project that we're working on is um, primarily on youth, um, but getting the message across that physical literacy is as important as your ABCs, your one, two, threes, and your do How is it convincing people of that when it seems for the last several decades, we've basically been saying to kids and parents, gym's not important, physical activity's not important, what's important is math and science and all the other STEM, uh, you know, core uh, subjects. Why and how is this all shifting? And and anyone can jump in and answer this. I think there has been a ton of research Mm -hmm. that's come out recently. And when I say recent, I mean kind of uh, very late 90s, early 2000s. And it's focused on, you know, neurodevelopment and how how brains work. Um, There is research that that shows that movement uh, stimulates areas in our brain for learning. So... You know, children need to be able to move in order to be able to learn properly, to learn to the best of their abilities. Is it a case of, uh, you know, it's like the old days with recess. They got to go out and just go nuts and just burn off all that energy so they can come back in and be attentive to what's going on. Is that what you're trying to do here? Maybe a little bit. Uh, What we're kind of looking at is making sure that kids have those fundamental movement skills. So things like striking, running, walking, jumping, um, hopping, leaping, all those different things that not only help with sport, but help with daily activity. So being able to, um, you know, go from one surface to another, um, whether it's an icy road versus a dry road, right? Knowing how to handle that that environment um, and being able to then translate that into daily activities, into sport, into just basic physical activity like hiking or you know, going for a bike ride. Have we come to that point where we have to we have to be this detailed about going from one surface to another? I mean, this this seems odd. But I think it, it happens naturally. So we take for granted. I mean, yeah. and, and I think 
you know, I know certainly my generation was that play outside till the streetlights come on. Sure. So I had that opportunity yeah. to engage significantly in free pay in free play. Children don't have that anymore, so they're not able to successfully navigate things like running from a soccer field transferring to a blacktop pavement that that throws them off um and it's it's how do they walk with a device in their hand and step over a curve (laughs) yeah well that's a whole other uh, that's a screen time is a whole other piece of this (laughs) yeah yeah huge barrier Um, well uh, let's let's get to the screen time talk about this and how big this is how big an obstacle this is for both of you it's a huge obstacle. So literally uh, this morning, <laughs> I pulled out the recommendations, which actually they were in partnership with uh, Participation, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong, so don't quote me on this, but I could. <laughs> uh, I believe that the um, Canadian Pediatric Society was also part of this. So the recommended screen time for children two years and younger mm-hmm. is zero. Yeah, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Zero, zero, zero. Um, so much for baby Einstein. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> guilty, guilty. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's gone now, though, isn't it? Uh, people still it's using it. It's off the because yeah, right Apparently, it's not as good for them as we thought it was. No. No, it's really not. <laughs> no. Although the cat seemed to like it quite a lot. They loved it. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry I interrupted. <laughs> but, you know, that's a big piece of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you look at, that's just... I'm, when I say screen time in my head, I think of, you know, our cell phones and yeah. tablets and things like that. Then you also consider televisions. Yeah. And, I mean, look at television now. When I was a kid, you had a couple cartoons, you know, maybe at lunchtime, mm-hmm. stuff on Saturdays. Now it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can find cartoons yeah. in everywhere. So kids are spending a whole lot more time in front of screens in various formats, computers. I mean, it's it's part of their education now. So we need to be very aware. This is almost, a, du- this is almost a double-edged sword in the sense that um, we've seemed to put more stress on academics than physical education, which I can certainly understand in some in, in some corners. Uh, but not only that, we're, we're doing less. But also now we have this extra distraction within the screen. So it's almost you got you you know there's two well, things it, against you. It's right all there. about balance, mm-hmm. and we need to have a balance. Um, you know, in terms of you know the fact that we have seen physical activity and and gym class die off there needs to be a balance and that's what a lot of this research is saying you know so you mentioned about going outside for recess it's not just to burn off that excess energy mm-hmm. but it also literally stimulates children's brains so that when it is time to come back into the classroom they're able to focus uh the big question is and you raised it how do you balance this katrusha i'll put this to you yeah. Um, you know, with so many people and it being such a competitive world and your kids got to be great at this. And it seems that sports has fallen off the, unless of course your kid's going to be in the NHL or or something like that. (laughs) It seems to have fallen off the radar. How do you get uh, people, uh, especially those who really want their kids to excel? I mean, there's lots of parents out there. They won't accept nothing less than a doctor or a lawyer or this, that or the other. How do you convince them they need to take part out of their day and, and have physical literacy? 
Well, part of uh, what we've been, how we kind of came together was through the Hamilton Moves uh, project. Mm -hmm. And that came through uh, a grant from the Ontario Trillium Foundation. So there's definitely at uh, some pretty high levels of high recognition of the importance of physical literacy. And like you said, it's common sense, really. Mm -hmm. It's make sure you're moving, make sure you're doing a number of different activities in a number of different environments. Um, And through through the Hamilton Moves project, the ultimate goal is to make sure that that messaging of the importance of physical literacy starts at birth Mm -hmm. and goes right through and goes right through to active for life, right? We have long-term athlete development, which is sort of what you're speaking to in terms of of sport. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, active for life means... You're not sitting on the couch watching TV 24-7. You're out moving, yeah. right? You're so using this your just body. isn't about gym class or recess, as you were mentioning. No. It's just doing things. What are you talking about when it's not gym class? When you're not, What are you doing? What are you, so it or can, is it anything but sitting and watching a screen? Well, kind of. I mean, it's really making sure that those, those like we talked about, the fundamental movement skills, right? Using those basic skills, tying them together, right? If you look at um, literacy, mm-hmm. if you don't know your ABCs, you can't write a sentence, you can't write a book, you can't read a street sign. Yep. Uh, so if you can't roll or if you can't throw, you can't play baseball. You can't, uh, you know, if you if you have trouble moving, you may have trouble raking your leaves. Or, so it, it really goes much further than, than sports. Sport is just what we think of right. automatically. That's a good point. And what we don't realize, perhaps, as we're doing these sports or movements or whatever, we're creating a lifestyle for life as right. opposed to, well, yeah. you know, I'm 20, I've never done anything, and I don't have any of the physical attributes to yep. do it. And, you know, one of the, this grant is focusing on early years, specifically zero to 10. Um, but that's kind of the point of this. Those are the foundational years, mm-hmm. more so zero to six. And if we don't establish those habits and attitudes during those formative years, you're kind of missing the boat if you attack this when you're 20 and think, mm-hmm. oh, I need to start getting physically active because all of that stuff forms Mm -hmm. in those early years plus if you're physically active as a kid it just seems so much easier as an adult absolutely you know like if you've worked out if you've done whatever as a as a kid and then you've let it go for a bit and you decide (laughs) to get back at it i'm not speaking through personal experience here at all um (laughs) it it seems to be a bit easier than somebody who hasn't had a physical physically active life and then starts to starts to do a regime well we were talking about this morning um i have a four-year-old and it's embedded in his life now that yeah. we go for a walk after dinner. Yeah. So he says, well, Mama, we can't do that till after our walk. So he understands that, yeah. and that's what we're talking about with this whole yeah. project, is making sure that it's embedded. And yeah. because of our, our partners, our, um, you know, the Catholic School Board, uh, Sport Hamilton, Sport for Life, and, and the City of Hamilton, and making sure that that messaging is embedded throughout. So from the early years programs in the school board through their, their programs um, and classes and then right up to whether it's a City of Hamilton recreation program or a, a sport organization, just making sure that that physical literacy messaging is embedded. And uh, as much as physical health, um, we haven't talked about the mental health and, and, and what physical activity does for that and how it enriches your mental health. Who wants to touch on that? I mean, you know, you, you hear so much about anxiety now with kids in school. This has to help. Well, I think there's a huge connection, definitely. Um, you know, it leads to, I mean, even that's kind of common sense. If you feel better mm-hmm. physically, yeah. um, you know, you're going to be able to, to focus. It's going gonna, it's gonna to impact your well-being as well. Um, There's a lot of talk about self-regulation right now in the field of early learning. And a lot of this also, there's a huge connection to physical literacy and allowing people um, different ways to calm themselves when they're feeling stressed or 
you know, different emotions. They're upset, they're angry, whatever. Um, some of that is, is very physical. Mm-hmm. Some people need to move. Yeah. Um, you see those fidget It's a stress release. Yeah. It's a stress yeah. release. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, yeah, look at the fidget spinners. Yeah. <laughs> the fidget spinners, yeah. Those Which are went from tool gone to Gone a little, yeah, really <laughs> out of control. Um, but it's <laughs> things like that. And a lot of, um, you know, education programs in general, not just early years, but, you know, high schools now, they have ways for children to be able to move in programs. So you'll see desks sometimes that yeah. have pedals on them. Um, you'll see classrooms that have a, a trampoline idea. in the back of the room, a little small personal one, so that if these students need to do that, they can go and jump on the trampoline for 10 minutes just to kind of, you know, relieve that stress, enable them to focus better. Just like the Google head office when you think about it. Absolutely. Um, uh, let's. You, you brought up fidget spinners. Um, value? Do they have a value? Do they not have I a value? Are they a distraction? In my experience, uh, you know, I've been out of the classroom since those have come around, but we did encourage um, fidget toys for children that needed it. They actually started like 10 years ago and that were specifically oh, yeah. f- specifically for and they're autism gen- they were help- helpful yeah. for? Like, you know, those stress balls? Yeah. You yeah. know, I used to make them for mm. students uh, with mm-hmm. a... Uh, what do you call it? A balloon, and yeah. we filled it, fill it with different objects. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there is definitely a place for some of those, but the the fidget spinner, the fidget cubes, they've gone out of control, yeah. and every kid is using them. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind All of the time. defeated yeah. the purpose. Yeah, yeah. I see people using them while they're driving. Yeah. Oh, oh no. yeah, that's uh, yeah. Oh my. <laughs> That'll no, be the new distraction. Wait driving. a sec. These are for the kids. <laughs> what are the adults doing with these things? What does that say? Uh, you made a uh, uh, you you brought up a very valid point. I think it was you, Andrea, that said uh, the old days we used to play until the street lights come on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do we do that? No. No. And you know, um, I believe that technology is is a barrier to that, mm-hmm. um, as well as parents' risk aversion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and also this idea of being overscheduled. Yeah. As families. But not wait just a sec. People. Let's talk about that because. You know, the whole idea is if you keep them busy, uh, you keep them out of the malls, keep them uh, from doing bad things, what's wrong with them being busy? Well, they can still be um, outside playing. They don't have to be in a scheduled in a scheduled organization, mm-hmm. um, a scheduled game. Uh, being outside, being active with your family, with your friends uh, is a great thing. How much did the whole obesity discussion propel this? Um, it's been significant in multiple. It's kind of a a side yeah. discussion to what we have. I mean, we started this not as a response to the obesity, yeah. um, but in a lot of our work, it, it's it comes our up. awareness has been heightened that you know what this is. This is a huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not nearly as bad as the states. Yeah, uh, but it is a huge issue. Do you? What do you think causes that? Do you think it's because, and I mean, you could say screen time, all this sort of stuff, but is this the the, the whole lack of, of focus on physical education that's a couple of decades old now? Is this, is that catching up with us? Is that what, can we can we tie it to that at all? I, I mean, there's screens and everything and technology yeah. as well. There's so much into the mix, but it seems to be it's been the last couple of decades that we've sort of hands off the physical education and now we're, we're paying for I'm it. I'm sure it's a contributing factor. Yeah. For sure. I think um, there's been a, a big push, too, um, like you said before, on academics, academics, academics. And, 
you know, whether it's the arts or physical education have been sort of brushed aside as maybe not seen as quite as important sometimes. Um, but I think that's where where sort of we can come in and say, wait a minute, it's not just about phys ed class. It's not just about sport. It's about you know, your well-being, you know, your physical well-being, your mental well-being, your emotional well-being. I mean, we your all feel better when we're active. Yeah, we all feel better when we're active. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, if you look at lots of successful people, they have very well-balanced lives. They're not just, you right. know, in the office uh, for however many hours a week or at work for so many hours a week. They do take time to to do the things that need to be done. Why does that message get to some and not others? I don't know, but you look at any, I mean, if you do look at the sport world, you look at any Olympic athlete, I, you know, they probably haven't. I mean, Wayne Gretzky didn't only play hockey. Wayne yeah, Gretzky yeah. played lacrosse. He played yeah. all these different sports. Yeah. So, you, you know, when you look at um, kids, uh, you know, you have kids who are playing one sport all year round um, and, you know, really just getting them out and playing and just moving yeah. um, mm-hmm. rather than everything being organized, everything being around structured one sport or something like that. Uh, because we are so structured, have we forgot how to play? Yes. Yes. 100%. Absolutely. It's something that we're dealing with in um, early years quite frequently. Um, you know, that and play has all of a sudden become kind of a, a taboo word. Yeah. Uh, it's coming back the last few years. Why is it a taboo word? Because you're wasting time? You're, you're wasting not doing time. something constructive? It's not. But it's it is not totally constructive. That's um, the thing. Yeah. I think there's... What? It is totally constructive. Yeah. That's yeah. how kids learn. Yeah. But I think there's a misunderstanding. Um, people think it's just playing. They don't realize how much is actually going on when children are playing. I remember I've interviewed uh, Walter Gretzky, Wayne's dad, yeah. many times over the years. And I remember him very vividly saying, I don't get all these kids that are playing hockey all year round. You know, Wayne played hockey in September until the spring, and then he started playing baseball. He never picked up his hockey stuff till it was time to get back in. Um, it seems like we are hyper-focused to physical activity, but... Only if there's a certain reward at the end, like a scholarship for my kid, which if, you know, gee, take that attention, just put it into your studies, the kid will get there and just have them physically active. What are your thoughts on on, on concentrating so much on that sport? I think that, you know, children, people in general need to have diverse opportunities. They Mm -hmm. need to have that balance that you talked about. And, you know, in terms of physical literacy, if you have your child, say, in one sport and you're highly developing them in that sport that's great but you're missing out on a whole other piece like that's that's awesome that your kid is really great at hockey they can skate really well you know they can stick handle but what about giving them an opportunity to play another sport because by kind of zeroing in you're only highlighting and focusing particular skill set how do parents let kids have their choice? Because, you know, I'm, both my kids play hockey, and uh, they're in house league. They're not in anything special, but there's lots of kids there that are trying real yeah. hard to get to the next level. And um, and I'm not sure if the kids want it or if it's just great because the parents want it. And, and I've seen lots of kids that, you know, once they get to 15 and 16, they go from being extremely active to just, I'm out. I don't want to do it anymore. Well, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there when you said, is it the parents or is it the kids? I think sometimes it's a it's a, a combination of both yeah. and the school and, you know, their environment because we're scared to let the kids play, like you said, because, you know, we feel like we're wasting time or we're afraid we're putting them at risk to fall off a rock at a playground. But yeah. What do they learn by climbing that rock? Well, they learn how to balance on a different type of environment, right? A different type of 
uh, structure. So really, they have a lot to gain from that. Like a crosswalk play. at a, you know, like a curb mm-hmm. at a crosswalk. I yeah. mean, it's common stuff. It's common yeah. sense when you think about well, it. Well, and you can translate the, okay, my kid climbed this at a playground to, hey, they can navigate the street, right? Yeah. And it's it's understanding that balance between um, just getting active and, and having your body being able to, you know, uh, I guess, uh, respond to a changing environment. It's, uh, you know, it seems that one problem creates another, doesn't it? It's just Absolutely. we're going all in the same direction. Yeah. Are we, Are we? and we've only got a couple of seconds left here, are we, are we fixing this? Are we identifying this? Are we making grounds here? Or are we just talking about it? We're hoping over the next three years to make yeah. some, you know, mm-hmm. we have uh, $550,000 with which to make some change within the city of Hamilton what through do you hope our to partners. Do, what do you hope to do with that? Well, we've got a number of um, sort of initiatives Um Things from trying to uh, bring forward um, some specific early years sports blast programming through mm-hmm. um, partnerships with the with our partners. Some so, some pretty specific training um, yeah. for you know a lot of educators in the community of Hamilton. So sport people, um, early childhood educators, teachers. Um, we also want to be able to create some messaging for the community, um, consistent messaging, and we want that. We want to be able to reach out to parents and to educators to be able to say, this is, this is huge, this mm-hmm. is important, and we need to support, you know, the children's development in this. We've also, um, this year was our the fifth, fifth I think, yeah. uh, physical literacy summit, and it was really successful. We do it every year mm-hmm. for five years now. Yeah, we had about 400 people there, so... People are getting the message. We're We're starting to. Working on it, yep. Andrea Topic has been with us, professional learning consultant for affiliated services for uh, children and youth, as well. Katrusha Maranchuk has been with us, sports specialist, City of Hamilton. Thank you both for coming here, and good luck. Thank Thank you so much. Thanks a lot.